You are listening to Fruit Salad, a series by Pastor Bay Allen on the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians. Good morning, church. Today we are in our eighth and final week of our series called Fruit Salad. I can't believe it's time to say goodbye. I hope that you've enjoyed spending time looking at the delicious variety of spiritual soul food that we receive through the Holy Spirit and that we are to share with others in this great picnic of life. Today we are looking at self-control. I encourage you to turn with me in your Bibles or an applicable app on your smartphones to Galatians chapter 5 starting with verse 22. Today we read, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So the other day, there was quite a dilemma in the Allen household. Um, You'd have sworn that the sky was falling, that the world was coming to an end, that we had just run out of Pop-Tarts, but none of these things hold a candle to the reality that we found ourselves in. We couldn't find the television remote. Couldn't find it. We looked in the couch. It wasn't there. We looked on the end table, on the kitchen table. It wasn't there. We looked high, we looked low, we looked above, we looked below, but we could not find the television remote control, and we panicked. Don't judge me. I know that you've been there. (laughs) We spent a good 15 minutes of our day just looking for this remote control, and I don't know why it, it is such a big deal. When I was a kid, I didn't have a remote control, and I think I grew up all right. There there was no lasting damage done because I didn't have a remote control. But in today's culture, we need this remote. You know, my phone, it, it has an app that can control my remote control. I used to joke about this. I'd say, one day you'll have a remote control for your remote control. That way you don't even have to get up to go get the remote control so you don't have to get up to go and change the TV. Well, that time has come, my friends. We now have a remote control for our remote control. We looked everywhere, 15 minutes wasted, and there it was, right out in the open, dilemma behind us, all was again right in the world. We had our television remote control. When we lose something that important, we need help finding it, don't we? We can't do this on our own. We need a fellowship of the thing so that we can do this together. Today we're looking at this fruit of the Spirit, this blessing that we have in the Spirit called self-control. And self-control is really hard. We live in a culture that capitalizes on this fact. The self-help books are still flying off the bookshelves, are still streaming into Kindles at a steady pace. And this self-help book industry, it isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Why? Because we as a culture lack the ability to do this on our own. And deep down, I believe that we realize we are not intended to do this on our own. But somehow our minds tell us otherwise. You should be able to do this. This is something that any 37-year-old should be able to do. Anyone can run a marathon. Anyone can check an email. Anyone can FaceTime, whether you're a grandma or not. A three-year-old can do it. Our minds tell us that we should be able to do these things on our own. When on a subconscious level, we understand the need for company. We need each other. 
Can you help me find the remote? Please, I need help doing this. I can't do it on my own. The funny thing is, when I was a kid, I didn't have a remote. Like I said, my remote involved me getting my butt up off the couch, walking over to the television set, extending my hand, and changing the channel. Turning up the volume. My hand was the control. And now I need a self-help book? Really? I can't believe it. Fifteen minutes we looked for our remote. I could have just walked over to the TV and done it by hand. Self-control, right? I can do this myself. Am I the only one that thinks it ironic that people are willing to get a book to help them do something themselves? Plus, they'll refuse having a friend come over and actually help. Maybe you have a friend that is a professional plumber, but you'll go to Home Depot and buy an idiot's guide to plumbing before you pick up a phone and call your friend. Crazy. We somehow think that do-it-yourself projects are truly do-it-yourself. Someone wrote that guide. This isn't yourself. You tell yourself that. I tell myself that. I don't know why. Maybe we tell ourselves this perhaps to make us feel better, like we've accomplished something on our own because on our own has been ingrained in us as the way that we should be. Life. Self. Alone. That's so boring. Tom Hanks, in that movie Castaway, perhaps you've seen it. Tom Hanks, he goes kind of crazy. He gets uh, trapped on this deserted island. And he goes a little bit crazy when he has to do everything himself. He's all alone, and he goes crazy. Tom Hanks has has to start talking to a volleyball. He calls it Wilson. Um, We are not supposed to talk to volleyballs. We are not supposed to be self-sufficient. We are made to interact to be with others, to do things with others, for others. We are made for this with. And I'll repeat this every week if I have to. I don't mind sounding like a broken record, not when it sounds like this. We are made for community. But today, we're looking at self-control. How are you with self-control? Wait, don't tell me. I want to figure this out on my own. (laughs) Because that's what we do on our own, right? Self-control, just like all of those self-help books, those do-it-yourself projects, just like they are written by someone else, our ability to have self-control is written by someone else. This is a fruit of the Spirit, self-control. Can you help me find the remote? Anyone, anyone, help me find this remote. The remote control, it doesn't work in and of itself either. You you still have to control it. You just control it remotely from a distance, from across the room. Let's talk about that for a little bit. You know, from a distance. You don't have to get right up on it to reach out your hand, to manually change the channel, to turn down the volume. You can do it remotely. Why do we think that distance is such a good thing in our culture? Why? Why do we think that an email is as powerful as a written letter? A text message is just as good as a phone call. A phone call is just as meaningful as a a meeting face-to-face or talking over coffee. Why? Why do we think that distance is such a good thing? We strive to find ways to be more hands-off, and we spend so much time and energy because of it. 
We look and we hunt and we search for the remote when we could just physically reach out and do something. And that's what Christ did for us. It got to the point where remotely just wasn't good enough anymore. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 2, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from His love, any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out for only your own interests, but take an interest in others, too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Listen to this. Though he was God... He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Christ came down, okay? Christ entered in. We see it right here in this scripture. It got to a point where a self-help book where the scriptures and laws and teachings just weren't good enough anymore. This is what Christ did for us. Christ came down. Christ entered in. Christ met us in the midst of our mess to walk this road with us and lead us into the path of his righteousness. We didn't do this on our own. We couldn't do this on our own. We couldn't do it then. We can't do it now. I hope you're hearing me on this. Can you help me find the remote? I want to throw it away. I don't want this remote anymore. I don't want this hands-off attitude anymore. I don't want this from a distance approach to doing life anymore. It isn't working. Not for me. Not anymore. Can you relate? Perhaps you've got these frustrations that you can't articulate fully. Perhaps they're stemming from this culture, this society, perhaps your friends, your family, telling you that you should be able to do this on your own. What's wrong with you? When deep down you realize you shouldn't have to. There's nothing wrong. You've seen another way. You saw God get up, get his butt up off the couch, and come to change the channel in our world. That's what we saw when Jesus Christ came to us. From the cradle to the cross, we witnessed it. God saying over and over again, who needs the remote? Friends, we have hands for a reason. And it may seem like I'm getting off topic. Today we're talking about self-control and I'm talking about how we don't need to do this on our own. They seem like two very different things, but they're not. This is our final week in the series Fruit salad is done. You know, our series is over. We've experienced and encountered God so many ways in these last eight weeks. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Each and every one of these things are fruit of the Spirit. Evidence of something bigger than us. These fruits, though they are given to us, they are bigger than any of us could ever hope to fully possess, to fully contain, or to fully utilize this side of heaven. We can't control this gift just as we can't control God. This fruit of the Spirit is bigger than us. 
We experience this fruit in many different ways. We express this fruit in many different ways. We extend this fruit to others in many different ways. But this fruit is evidence of something bigger than us. The Holy Spirit gives this fruit. This is not of us. Though we share it in many different ways, we are still sharing in the same fruit of the Spirit because it's intended for all of us. We become the fruit of the Spirit in the world, sharing the same fruit but in different ways. That's community. We may not be able to fully experience the fruit of the Spirit that we have, this gift that we've been given, but let me tell you something. We sure can't experience it as well as we do without each other, not remotely. We are made to share in this, not to help ourselves. This isn't self-help. This is God help. This is God helping us. And God entered in. Jesus Christ came to be with us physically, personally, forever. I want you to take this away from this series. If you take away anything, remember, fruit salads are too good not to share. The fruit of the Spirit is is for us to share. We need each other. We feed each other the fruit of the Spirit. And self-control, yeah, when we hear this, we know what we mean. We know what is implied. I've been talking very theologically today, but we know what we mean when we hear this phrase, self-control. Can you control yourself? Are you angry? Do you act upon that anger? Are you frustrated? You allow it to just well up and swell up inside of you until it just explodes? Are you hungry for something? Maybe something that isn't all that good for you. And you just feed that hunger, feed that desire ravenously. My wife sometimes gets on me for eating too fast. She says, you can't even taste your food. And we've all seen the characters in the movies, the the starving child who is is taken in by a kindly couple. They take this, this child into a diner and they say, hey, what's your name? And they don't say anything. Um, they give him some food and they're like, what's your name, Johnny? And then they just keep feeding this kid and they open up to him. Well, sometimes we're hungry like that, but it's not always something good. And we're just, we're just eating plate after plate after plate. Can you control yourself? I once thought I, I did a pretty good job of this. You know, I'm 37 years old. I should be able to do this on my own. Right? I should be able to control myself, my emotions, my impulses, my desires, myself. Right? The Apostle Paul said in Romans uh, 7.15, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate to do. The more we spend time with this fruit of the Spirit, the more I come to realize, just like the Apostle Paul, no, I can't control myself. Not like Christ can. Not like Jesus. I can't do this alone. And shame on this world for trying to convince us that we should be able to. It is no wonder Christianity is declining and depression rates are rising. We're told over and over again that we should be able to do this on our own. No, we shouldn't. 
It's not how we're made. And Christ came so that you wouldn't have to try and do this on your own. Do you hear me? Jesus came to say, in case you've forgotten, I will not leave you, will not forsake you. I am here. You don't have to do this alone. In case you've forgotten, you were designed not to do this alone. You see, God created man and all the rest of creation. God looked down and he said, it is good. God created man and looked down and said, it is not good that man should be alone. And God made Adam a helper taken from his rib. Notice that Eve wasn't even taken from his head. Uh, That way, Adam can't have her elevated above him. Uh, uh, Eve wasn't taken from Adam's feet so that she would be beneath him. But Eve was taken from the side that they might walk beside one another, stand beside one another. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man." Eve was taken out of man. Therefore, for man to be complete, he needed his Eve. Adam was not intended to do this crazy thing called life alone. He needed a helper. We need a helper too. Jesus said, uh, it says in John 14, 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. The Holy Spirit is here our helper, to teach us, to remind us, to complete us, to remind us that Jesus said all these different things. And and some of the things Jesus said was, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Jesus said all these things. God looked down and said, it is not good that man should be alone. So just as God made sure that Adam had his Eve, Jesus made sure that we have the Holy Spirit. That's awesome. We do not do this alone. Even when we think we do, we don't. Just like someone wrote that self-help book, when we have things under control, when we successfully keep a lid on our emotions so that we don't stick our foot in our mouths, the Holy Spirit is providing us the power to do that is teaching us what control looks like, holy control. Control doesn't look like us. It looks like God. God is in control, not us. Our self-control is only possible through the teaching of the Holy Spirit, the direction of the Holy Spirit, the hand of God reaching into our lives through the Holy Spirit with holy control. And I said this at the beginning of today's message. Today we're looking at self-control. How are you with self-control? Wait, don't tell me. I want to figure this out on my own. On second thought, tell me. Tell me, how can you do this on your own? Because I don't believe that I was made, was created to do this on my own. I can't. Tell me, how, how do you do it? I want to know the secret. Because the only way that I have found a way in my life to experience self-control is to stop trying to do this myself and to yield to the life-changing power and teaching of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way. Tell me there's another way. Show me. I want to be able to do this on my own too. I want to be able to look in the mirror and say, I have it all together. I did this. I want to be a poster child for where there's a will, there's a way. It's not going to happen, is it? 
You don't have a secret to tell me, do you? Just like I don't have this self-control thing, not even remotely under my control. I don't expect that you do either. The Holy Spirit gives us this power, this ability, this fruit, this wonderful fruit. And the beautiful thing is that we don't have to have it all together. Not even the Apostle Paul who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament had it all together. We don't have to have it all together. Because we've been given more than we could ever contain through the Holy Spirit. And part of what we've been given is the ability to have this holy control in our lives. We've been given relationship with the one who has it all together. We have relationship with God. We need to stop focusing on the self and start focusing on the control. What controls you in your life? Is it you? Is it what? The TV? The culture? Or is it the working of the Holy Spirit that allows you to experience what it's like when God is in control? That is holy control. I pray that you will love one another. Find the joy all around you. The peace that passes all understanding. The patience in the waiting room of life. The goodness and kindness instead of niceness and blindness. The fullness that we have been given through the vehicle of faith. How to be gentle giants, using your power to make the world a better place, to help this world see God. I pray that you will yield to the Holy Spirit so that you may understand and experience more fully what it means to have control in your life. Become the fruit of the Spirit, and share that which you have received in community. Amen.